Hi, Gauri here. We've collected the best insights from the first 20 Knowledge Base Ninjas episodes into a clear and concise ebook. Simply send a blank email to ninja at bcast.email. That's ninja at bcast.email and it will be sent right back to you. Thank you. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Where Gauri Ramkumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day everyone. Our guest today is Shilpa Ga, technical writer at Workday. So welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast Shilpa. How are you doing today? Um hi Gauri I'm doing well thank you we are among covid so we are all doing as well as we can be but I'm glad to be here fantastic yeah so stay safe and uh, so I would like to understand a little bit more about yourself Shilpa and how long you've been in documentation or as a technical writer how did you initially get into documentation please so Gauri I have been a technical writer for about 5 years now and i used to be in the world of analytics i have done data analytics business intelligence you know data warehousing big data all of that that used to be my world and then when my kids were very young i took a short break and i used to teach part time um to school you know middle school and high school students I've always taught even in corporate setting in my college days. I enjoy writing and during that time I was dabbling in, you know, various things and I happened to have many technical writers in my circle of friends. And during that time I got a little bit more detailed peek into what they would be doing and I thought this was a really nice um a modem of things that my skills had bought and I wanted to give this a try so when I decided to go back to work full time I switched my careers and I haven't looked back I have been really enjoying being a technical writer that's great uh so what does your documentation process at uh, work day and who do you normally get involved in it shilpa so at work day documentation it's like a large ecosystem we have the dev teams on one side and each writer on our team we have about more than 100 writers at work day by the way and each writer is very integrated with the teams that they support and that includes the product owners the QA the development and you're part of every single meeting you're like you know the little ghost that shadow them for everything we're involved with the UI text and any kind of help documentation we do the lease notes we do a variety of content we have patch notes which are different from the lease notes because they just specifically talk to bugs and then we have many other forms of documentation that we provide to our customers so we will work with our dev teams will attend all the scrums it's an agile environment 
And then on the other end, we have the writer ecosystem where we have the support of other writers, we have editors who make sure that we maintain the quality of documentation and that all the documentation has one voice. Anytime you write anything, if you go through peer reviews, you go through editorial reviews, and we in fact have something that I really like about Workday is a complete doc QA day before we publish anything, very similar to what a dev team would have. And that really ensures that our documents are in sync and they're error free. And the way we um, communicate with customers, it's that we have a central place called community. So it's not open to public in general, but if you're a Workday customer, you access the community and we kind of push everything through that platform to communicate with customers. Fantastic. So in terms of um, uh, content strategy, what are some of the documentation content strategies you have in place at Workday? So one of the content strategies that Workday has is we want to keep the um, overhead involved in documentation to the minimum, which means we provide documentation that are at a higher level and they cater to the administrators um, of Workday users. And then they create their own documentation off of that. So we write to a, a more technical person you know, whoever that would be in your organization to set up the systems. And then we do not have like screenshots in our documentation because there's language, you know, involved in that. There is um, screenshots become obsolete. So we have those kind of things. So we refrain from that. And then we provide other forms, which is something I'm trying to think how it would uh, be a, explain in German terminology. It's basically, we have a post, we call it a post that goes out with complex feature updates, which are very technical and detailed and a customer can pretty much run it, you know, print it and run with it. Then we also have videos that our product owners post and kind of have the users walk through that. We also have field readiness who create a lot of additional documentation to support our documentation. And all of those things provide customers everything they need as a whole, but then it keeps the overhead on the writer's part to the minimum. Fantastic. So that, that's great. Uh, so in terms of important factors, what, what do you consider when creating documentation? Sorry, could you repeat that again? So the, uh, the important factors, what, the, what are your ma main uh, factors or important factors you consider uh, when writing, uh, creating your documentation, Shilpa? Yeah, there's a few factors we consider at Workday. One is, and because it's a SaaS environment and it's cloud-based delivery, we give our users a preview window to make sure they have an opportunity to test out any changes that are coming their way. Then our release notes are done kind of differently. They're very, very detailed, and it gives a very good picture of what the update on a product feature is about, as well as you can run a report within Workday 
for any particular release to say, okay, if I am in a certain version of workday, what's happening here? And that really gives a lot of power to the user in their hands, and they can just figure things out from one version to the other, depending on whatever they are in their environment. And we also make sure that we deliver docs with each feature update, which means not only release notes, but also any other additional detailed guides and documentation so that our customers have no surprises and they're in sync. Fantastic. Uh, so in terms of uh, workload reduction, have you seen any reduction since introducing quality documentation? Um, so Workday has a lot of metrics to track various things. And of course, they track you know, how a customer uh, is using our documentation. And, but they mainly rely on the feedback that comes to us. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say that um, I don't really have specific numbers to share with you, but in the bi-weekly calls that we sit in, you know, with data with support and services team and other places, we see that the issues that customers are talking about are not so much due to lack of having documentation around them. And um, I'm hoping that that's, you know, a sign of having quality documentation out there. Absolutely. Yeah. I know it's a tricky question to answer because uh, you can't uh, really say the support tickets have reduced or uh, inquiries have uh, decreased from the customer um, directly relating to documentation, right? But um, uh, if you have any metrics or if you are measuring something, uh, then it's a good good uh, uh, point to take forward here. Yeah. Yeah, our management takes that seriously. And as I was saying, that Workday has a lot of different metrics to track and measure things to make sure that our customers are happy. And and that's something that Workday really excels at. So we keep a tight eye on it, but I don't have exact numbers to share to say, you know, our the 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 workload reduces from X to Z. That's it's hard to kind of capture. <laughs> no worries at all. So, um, just remind me: is uh, the, the the documentation at WorkDoc is that a public uh, uh, one or a private one, uh, Shilpa? It's a private one. If you're a customer of Workday, you have access to everything that we have out there. But if you are just uh, you know third party looking into some Workday documentation, it's not open to general public. Okay, so in that sense, am I correct in guessing that you are not generating any organic search traffic from your knowledge base? Yes, I mean, we are not whatever is internal. So when a customer comes to our internal community, which is kind of think like a big Google out there, but within Workday ecosystem, um, yes, they can search so many different things that are out there, and that includes discussions and brainstorms and whatnot, but yeah, not outside, no organic search on a regular engine. That, that's absolutely fine. And um, so I think we are about to go into our rapid fire round. Is there anything else you would like to add uh, before the rapid fire round questions, Shilpa? Um, I'm just, no, I mean, this is, you know, 
pretty much what, yeah. I don't have anything additional. No problem, no problem. So let's let's jump on to the rapid fire round now. Uh, who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? Wow. Um, that has been actually quite a few people, you know, from the very first person who kind of got me interested into technical writing, if you want to say, including, you know, up to my first job. There, there have been some people who were quite influential in, you know, having me learn all the basics, you know, like documentation 101. And then to my current job where so many things have been shaped in terms of how can we make sure docs are up to quality? How can we be consistent? How can we be minimalistic? So I would say there have been a many um, set of people who have impacted me in my journey. And um, it, 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 you know, at different points in time, it has been different set of people. I have had a very close um, family friend of mine, her um, who was the first person who really got me excited about documentation. And then when I was at Cisco, I had somebody who was very, you know, meaningful to me in whatever I learned from day one. And then currently at Workday, I have several people who who have impacted in, um, you know, how I document. Mm-hmm. Great. So um, I'm sure you might be reading a lot of books and a lot of materials out in the web. So can you share a documentation related resource you have consumed recently? So, yes, um, I, I I read quite a bit. I run a book day club at my work, but specific to documentation, um, I read this blog by Tom Johnson it's called I Would Rather Be Writing, and I really like what he offers out there. So I, you know, periodically go and check out what's happening out there. He's got many variety of um, different areas of documentation that he speaks to. Another place I constantly go and reference is STC, the Society for Technical Communications. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, there's one specific book, but these are my more frequent go-to places to kind of see what's happening out there. Super. So uh, I'm sure you might have heard this uh, episode as well. Yes, I think you guys are there as well. Um, your podcast is on there for sure. Yeah, super. So what is that one piece of documentation-related advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? <laughs> well, I started kind of pretty late, but what I would say is that to be a successful technical writer, it's important to be organized, but it's also important to be curious. I feel that's a big part of technical writing that you want to be curious, you want to learn things, you want to be able to get your hands dirty and not be afraid of it. It's okay. I mean, you know, it's, it's good. It's a good thing if you want to go test things out, especially if you're in a software space. And also it's very important you understand what is the content strategy of your organization, what is the, you know, writing style, and you adapt to it quickly. Um, so I think, you know, being, being young, it opens up to so many 
opportunities out there for you and never be afraid. You know, just, just go with it. Super. So that, that's understand great. who your audience is. That's mm -hmm. another big part. Make sure you understand who you're writing for. That's great. So uh, I think uh, the last uh, 20 minutes or so, um, you have shared quite a lot of uh, valuable information, uh, especially how you structure the um, uh, process around documentation and uh, content strategy. So that's really nice to know. I think we are about to, we've reached the end of the episode. Um, any final words uh, um, regarding this participation in the podcast you would like to highlight, Shilpa? I just wanted to thank you, Gauri, for having me here. And I also wanted to say that what you're doing to me is very unique and amazing because it really brings um, us writers. Uh, it gives us actually an opportunity to peek into different organizations and how they're approaching, you know, their content and what are they doing to provide quality content, which is a conversation that we don't normally have access to on such a large scale, you know, having such a variety of people from different parts, different types of companies, I would say rather. So, yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you, Shilpa, for participating in this episode and many other guests who's uh, already uh, done their uh, series. So I think the credit should all go equally to you, you all as well, because all we are doing is just bringing the platform and then your participation, your preparation to such episodes is, uh, is highly appreciated. So uh, thank you once again for taking your time with us today. And I hope uh, uh, this uh, episode gets a good uh, uh, audience uh, count to you. And um, yeah, keep, keep safe and uh, stay indoors. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.